What's up, everybody? Welcome, Welcome to, to the Bollywood Podcast. Podcast. It's your boy, VJ. And your boy, Dev. Where we talk about anything and everything. And, and that's real talk. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of your Bollywood Podcast. Um, this is your boy, VJ. And of course, I got my partner in crime, Devin, in the building. What's going on, bro? What's going on, bro? How you been? How you been? I'm good, man. I'm good. How's everything with you? Everything's cool, man. We got to knock out our uh, second part of our fantasy draft. We got Round Tony back two. with us again. Tony, Yo, what's up, what's man? what's up, what's up, what's up? My bestie. What's going on, bro? Right. So, uh, yeah, guys, we're going to do <laughs> our second round of our mock draft. Um, we ended uh, with Devin with the last pick, but we're going to sneak it around. So this is going to be actually pick 13. Um, what do you guys say? You want to guys, guys want to kick it off? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, let's do I it. Think, uh, Dev, it's on you, bro. It's on me why don't, this time, right? Why don't, well, why don't we go through our picks first real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We should do that. Oh, yeah. So go pick ahead. one, go ahead, VJ. Pick Jonathan Taylor. Pick two was Austin Eckler, who was my pick. Justin Jefferson was v, uh, was Dev's pick. And then we went back to Najee Harris for VJ. I picked Derrick Henry. Devin picked... Uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, Dalvin VJ Cook, picked yeah. uh, Mr. Cup. I picked Devante. You picked Alvin Kamara, and then of course VJ picked his favorite, Travis Kelsey. I picked CMC, and then Dev went ahead and, and ended us off with Joe Mixon. And now he's gonna come back and sneak it around for pick number thirteen, round two, pick one. Let's go. Lucky number thirteen. It's lucky, right? It's lucky for sure. Oh, right. uh, it depends on the person. No, I don't believe in superstitions myself, but uh, for pick 13, I'm going to go with uh, VJ's guy, uh, Jamar oh. Chase. Ooh. Yeah. I was hoping it would fall two more picks, man, you know? But uh, yeah, I, could, nice. I could let him slide. Like, I looked at the, the my big board, and I was surprised that you didn't go with him when you um, picked Kelsey, and that was just, like, mind-blowing to me. So uh, mm-hmm. I think he would probably be, numbers-wise, the second best only because of the attention that he's going to bring to himself based on this performance last year. Okay. But he, he's up there. The guy's phenomenal. So he, he's a first-round talent. Um, definitely should have been in the first round. So I, yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think I got him there. What do, you, what do you think, Tony? I mean, Jamar Chase definitely proved himself last year to be a top, uh, top wide receiver. Um, I would probably put him somewhere in the wide receiver one range, probably closer to the end of the wide receiver ones. Um, but, you know, definitely can't be mad at, at, at him getting picked in the second round. You know, that's usually where a top top 12 receiver is going is in the first uh, first 24 picks. Um, personally, for me, he's probably not a number 13 pick for me, but I think it's a little bit of a reach only because, oh, you know, only because you know it, it was it was one magical year one magical run the bengal made they had a few not that great games um you know jamar chase did you know you know what he just didn't 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 necessarily impress me every game you know there uh, you know like his his good games were were gaudy you know they were just stupid disgusting games but then he had a few games where I was just like you know he was okay. He wasn't like, you know, this top like five talent or anything. I don't know. I'm I'm going to w- wait on it a little bit. I'm going to see how he kind of progresses in the second year before I put him as top tier. I think he's not top tier. He's probably like second or third tier re- receiver. Um, and, you know, coverages are going to be set for him. You know, like now that he's shown kind of what he can do. I mean, their defenses are gonna are gonna be catering to him. They're gonna be going after him, which is which is actually personally for me. I think that T. Higgins is probably gonna have a bigger bigger year overall because he's gonna be getting. Shout out! To I T. mean, you know, I'm a huge T. T. Higgins guy this year. I think he's gonna be a great talent. He's gonna get a lot more looks. Last year, I believe T. Higgins actually had um, what was the stat? It was something to do with like more. More, more, more looks from Joe Burrow um, overall for the year compared to uh, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase obviously was more productive, but Tegan's had a lot more looks, so he might be uh, end up getting a lot of more of the possession um, targets that Tyler Boyd used to get. 
uh, as well as the home run hits. And, you know, um, T. Higgins is a, is, is a big body. He's going to get a lot of those um, big-time red zone targets as well. So uh, I'm not that convinced that Jamar Chase is going to be that top-five receiver that, you know, VJ obviously is is in love with and drooling over. So listen, if if VJ gets to pick 10 in our draft and he takes Jamar Chase, I'm happy. You know, I'm 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 ecstatic because I would love for someone to to to, to kind of reach for Jamar Chase as a as, as a top two receiver, a top three receiver. Um, but you know, yeah, you, you can't be mad at that. You can't be mad at him getting picked, you know, top 15, 16, you know. Uh, just just based off the performance he had last year. VJ, what are your thoughts, brother? This is your guy, VJ. I'm I'm dying to hear your remarks. This 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 is my guy. This is my guy. Um, I mean, guys, you know, I'm I'm super high on Jamar Chase. Um, I got him late last year, um, in the later rounds, and then he uh, definitely reaped the rewards for my team. That's for sure. Won the championship MVP, Jamar Chase. Let's go, baby, Brooklyn Knights. Um, no, um, I I kind of agree with you guys. I think there's gonna be a lot more. Um, attention on Jamar Chase this season going forward. Um, I definitely like your point with Higgins. I think Higgins is going to be super productive. You can't go wrong with either one of these guys. Um, Higgins, I could definitely see going in the third or fourth round, um, honestly speaking. Um, Jamar Chase, I think it's, it's a good spot to take him round two, to be honest. But he's definitely in that in that top three to four conversation with the wide receivers this season, um, just based off of what he did last year. Um, so I'm definitely not mad at that. Um, I mean, if I do have the 10th pick, I will be taking him, Tony. So don't worry. All right. I got you, bro. I got you. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, honestly, that's a solid, um, solid pick at 13. Um, I'm going to pass it over to Tony for yeah, number 14. So, you know, for me, my, my, my number one thing for drafts is, and I think most people that play fancy with me in the few leagues I played in, um, they know that I, I look at things always as running backs uh, being the more important. So that's why I, I kind of try to steer, steer clear of top end wide receivers in the beginning, especially, you know, if, if, if there's still top tier, you know, running backs available, um, you know, f- for me, there's probably eight to 10 potentially, you know, league winning running backs that you can pick. And it is probably about 10 to 10 to 15 high, high high upside running backs that you can pick up. After after the first 20 running backs, 22 running backs about, it's a shit show. It's, you know, kind of like a coin flip if they're going to, you know, produce or not. Um so you really kind of ha- a lot of questions. You kind of really have to focus on running backs, which is why I mean for me, I I, I wouldn't have gone Jamar Chase here. I would have waited and um probably went with a uh, one of the many well, not many, a few decent running backs are, that are still kind of left um, that are top-tier running backs. I mean, right now, there's still two top-tier running backs that are still here, and it's pretty important to, to, to kind of load up on those guys. So for me, I'm going with Nick Chubb. Nick yeah. Chubb. Yeah, I think, the, I, I, I think mm. Nick, Nick Chubb for the last three seasons has finished in the top 14 running backs every single season. And that is, by the way, sharing the ball with Kareem Hunt every year. So we always forget that Kareem Hunt is also a top 16 to 18 running back every year as well. They're extremely productive from the running back position. So even even with Kareem Hunt putting the kind of gaudy numbers that he puts up when he's on the field, Nick Chubb still is a rolling ball when he gets it. You know, the guy can move. The guy has a few quick, quick cuts, and then he just, boom, boosts downhill. I mean, that guy is a crazy downhill runner. He can truck guys. He's faster than he looks. Yeah, he's powerful, um, man. I mean, he's strong he's a guy, lot faster than guy. he looks. He doesn't look that fast. He's fast. And, you know, super productive. Even, mm-hmm. even though he usually always misses like one or two games every year, he's still super productive. He still finishes top 12, 14 every single year. So um, with that said, you know, I, I like to go with guys that are consistent, guys that have shown that, he, that, that they can do it year in, year out. And, uh, yeah, Nick Chubb to me is probably one of the last ones that are super dependable on this list. There's a few, there's probably two or three guys that you can probably argue that might be also guys you can probably take right here, but you know, I like to go with the, the, uh, the approving people. So Nick Chubb's my guy. Okay. All right. What do you think, Def? What do you think about that pick? 
I almost chose him. Uh, I was thinking about it um, throughout the day when I was going through my list of not putting the people that you know I thought should be in my list. He he was in there. He wasn't my next pick if if uh, I had that spot, only because of the news that broke today with Deshaun Watson. Um, six games, and then I'm thinking about you know who's going to be handing him the ball. Are they going to be behind? The defense is still, you know, solid, and the offensive weapons are there. But I, I don't see him being top tier compared to the other running backs that are out there, and even some of the wide receivers. But I, I could be wrong. They could work him to death, and I think Hunt may start off hotter because of the them being behind. But that was my reservations mm-hmm. for that. But he's he's a solid back. Like between him and Mixon, I think you can. It can be one A, one B as far as like where you put them at when you select them. Like I don't think you have a bad choice if the team is you know thriving the way that it is. Yeah, um, honestly, I'm not mad at that pick either. Um, I think I think Chubb has been one of the most consistent running backs in the league since he's been in here. Um, to be honest, especially with uh, what's called Kareem Hunt there as well, and he still put up great numbers in fantasy. Um, yeah, it's just the QB situation is a little question mark this year. So we'll see how that goes. But as far as consistency and everything else, you can't go wrong with that pick at all. So um, it's going to go to me, um, number 14, correct? Uh, 15. 15. 15. There we go. 15. All right. So at 15, um, I'm going to take, uh, take a safe pick here. Um, this guy's been solid every season. Um, I'm going to go running back. I'm going to go with uh, Aaron Jones of the Green Bay like Packers. It. All right. All right. Um, honestly, I, I could see him going a lot higher than this. Um, he he kind of fell, you know, to get him in, in, the, in the second round, early second round. Um, I think it's super solid, especially if somebody got a, a, another running back in the first round. This would be their, their RB2 in a sense, even though he would be in that RB1 conversation. Um, that's a solid foundation for any team. Um, he's going to be super consistent. Devontae Adams is not there anymore. Um, so they are going to be relying on the run a lot more. So I could definitely see him put up a lot of a lot of strong, good numbers this season, um, as long as he's healthy, of course. So yeah. um, that's what I yeah. Think I think that most people pick. are down on Aaron Jones this year only because of the lack of weapons um, that Green Bay has to pass to. I mean, right now their wide receiver one is is Alan Lazard, um, and, and not to not to dog Alan Lazard, he's a decent player, but he's not really anyone's wide receiver one for any team. Um, so, you know, people have concerns about him, about him and AJ Dillon getting usage because, um, you know, teams, teams may end up just stacking a box and just stopping their run, you know, cause the run's really what they have. So that's another point is that AJ Dillon, the emergent AJ Dillon. I was going to say that. A- I was just going to ask Dillon you, what do you been, think? You know, like- last year, I mean, you guys know I had him on our, in, in our league for, for a while. He's, mm-hmm. he's productive, super productive when he, when he got the ball. Super productive. Again, he's he's like that bigger, stockier, like a Nick Chubb type, right? And Aaron yeah. Jones is more like the Kareem Hunt type. It's good. So could, it's a good could they make it punch, work? Man. For sure. But, you know, if if he's sharing the rock and there's no one to pass to, like at least with the Browns, they have Amari Cooper now, right? So there's 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 weapons to pass to. I, I, I don't yeah. know who Aaron Rodgers yeah. is going to pass to. So, I mean... Th- that may limit the the upside of the running backs in in Green Bay, which is what, what kind of kind of concerns me about that. Which is why, honestly, I I mm. I, I, I kind of am still toying around with Aaron Jones. I, I I think that personally, right now, I probably would have him a little bit further down the list. Um, but just just because of what right. I said, Deb, what do you think? Gotcha. Um, I, I like it, but I think Dylan is going to probably do a whole lot more work this year. So it's it's, it's those backs that I, I get to the point where, like, it's my pick, and I'm just like, shit. And I, I'm like BJ, ruffling through, you know, my big board, looking through stats uh, at that time. You know how long he takes, Tony. And, um, Facts. <laughs> and uh, then I'm like, uh, then, then I'm just going to put his name up there because I expect that value. So it, it, to me, it's not a bad pick. But I think it could go the other way, depending on how things work. 
Facts. That's fair. That's fair. Um, who's it going yeah. back? It's going back to Dev, right? Dev at number sixteen. Round two, pick four. Uh, here, um, Tony's gonna hate me because this is not how we go, and it, and it feels funny because I'm I'm feel like I'm wide receiver heavy. Oh uh, God, here we go. He's going CD Lamb. <laughs> no, I'm going Diggs. What's wrong with you? Um, I don't oh. trust Dak. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Stephon Diggs. Let's go. Yeah, I still don't trust. Yeah, I'm going Diggs because Josh Allen is their running back, and he's the <laughs> best target that they have. Uh, so, you know, they're going to connect a lot. You know, he was one of the better receivers for the past few years with that connection that they have. So, I'm going. I go Diggs. Uh, CD is attractive, but um, the, the running backs. Once you get past, you know, the, the crop that we took already, I, I think yeah. you can still find like talent, and then there's some question marks on some some players um, that you may not want to take. And it's, it's like you know, I'm gonna roll the dice and wait till this round come back to me with some of these guys to me at least. So uh, with Diggs, he's gonna be heavily targeted, especially in the PPR league. Um, He's going to get a lot of touchdown passes. Uh, he's going to get a lot of big plays. And you have to respect Josh Allen's legs. So he breaks away and he catches a lot of uh, deep balls. Even if he doesn't get it on the touchdown, he gets a lot of yardage. So um, from there, I would take Stephon Diggs. Cool. Um, I like it, man. Um, again, it's it's one of the guys that I, I drafted and usually look after. Um, he's He's super solid. Last season, he didn't have that big of a year. But he definitely picked it up towards the towards the second half. Um, the Bills look great, man, um, all around. So uh, there, there's no reason for Stephon Diggs not to produce this season. Um, looking forward to seeing what he could do, um, and especially Josh Allen throwing him the ball, one of the best in the league at the moment. Um, that's a solid, solid pick at, at 16. Can't yeah, go wrong I, with that. I I love the Diggs pick. Um, you know, Diggs actually almost was my last pick, but. You know, the reason for that being, obviously, with the Bills being a high-powered offense, probably one of the favorites to make the Super Bowl this year. And the fact that there really aren't a lot of options besides Diggs. I mean, they got Gabriel Davis. They got they picked up Jameson Crowder in the offseason. I think they still have Emmanuel Sanders. Um, you know, they, they got some options. But Diggs is is the, the unquestioned number one there. Uh, he is by far Josh Allen's favorite target. And he is probably the most talented on that roster in terms of uh, pass catchers. So um, mix that in with the Bills having one of the more favorable schedules for wide receivers against last year's uh, defenses could be could could kind of shake up as a as a good season for Stefan Diggs. So um, not the craziest thing for him to be selected where he is right now. I think that's probably a pretty pretty decent value, being selected 16th overall. Um, I could you know I could even see him being picked up even before that. Maybe even late first round, uh, maybe first few few picks of second round. Absolutely, he is probably that good. So, very very good pickup. Um, definitely would probably pick him up over CD Lamb, like uh, BJ was saying. Absolutely. All right. Um, it goes yeah, back so, to you, Tony. So my my next pick, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and just uh, stick with the uh, stick with the running backs. And, you know, honestly, you can kind of go a few different ways. There's a few guys that – so we've – in my opinion, we've kind of gone past that top-tier running backs, and we've kind of floated through even into – deep into the second tier of running backs. So, you know, we're we're kind of at, at the portion of the running back selections where it's like it's guys that could be really, really good for you, guys that have a very high ceiling – but not necessarily guys that you're going to be depending on and thinking that you're going to be winning anything with, you know, you're kind of hoping that they just, they just play to that running back to status. Um, so perfect guy for me at this position or this place right now, that's a running back. Cause you know, there's, there's probably actually better overall players at, at wide receiver that you can pick up right there. But for me, I like to try to stick in this time of the draft round two pick five with running backs because as long as you have guys that are high upside potential running back ones i like to try to stick to to that formula and um beef it up so for me 
I'm going to go with the running back with the easiest schedule in the NFL this year. And that is the often injured Whoa. Saquon Barkley. Damn you. Straight, <laughs> Straight from the in the graveyard. Yo. This man goes against oh, man, that's crazy. He goes against all, all of my crazy. normal draft um, thoughts, which is don't pick up guys that are always injured. That's him. Um, you know, don't pick up New York Giants players because they all suck. And then, um, you know, don't Yo, watch don't, it, watch it, watch it. Don't don't pick up guys that have, that have consistently burned people. Right? You've seen Saquon Berkeley consistently burn fantasy owners every year that he's been, you know, really in the league. Right? And yeah, there's right. one on this podcast. And this year is really no different. The only thing that I'm kind of feeling this year is that you know what. The kind of noise is different from Saquon this year. You know, the noise normally from Saquon's camp is, yeah, you know, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to try my best. I'm working really hard in the offseason. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna do everything that I can. I'm going to put my best foot forward, all that, all that crap. This year, it's like I'm getting kind of sick and tired of people talking shit. You know, I'm, I'm a good player. I'm working my ass off. I'm going to go out there and prove it to you guys. So it's a little bit of a different um, tone that you're getting from the Barkley camp, which – doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be healthy, but he might run a little bit different this year. So it might be a guy who you could probably see some really, really great results early on. Maybe flip him for something else in, in, a, in the early parts of the season um, while he's still healthy. So definitely definitely a solid running back, too, for, for, for anybody at this point of the draft. Um, again, no one that I'm going to come... Like I, like I preface by saying, no one I'm depending on. No one that I'm really saying to myself, this guy's going to be my my league winner. But he's going to be a consistent running back too as long as he's healthy. So, uh, I love the pick here, man. Yeah, because I got a lot to say. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I love the pick here. I'll be honest with you. I was literally going to take him after your pick, bro. Um, I, I was I was getting my speech ready. You know, I was going to say this this uh, running back came into league. Took it by storm, um, often injured, but the talent ceiling is there. No, there's just been a lot from camp and from coaching, um, just showing how they're going to utilize him a lot more. You know, a lot of press conferences saying that they're definitely going to utilize Barkley. He has a lot to prove this season. You know what I'm saying? He's on the, he's on the last year of his contract. It's, uh, it's prove it year. So um, I think he's going to have a, a really, really good comeback year as long as he stays healthy, man. And at this pick over here, it's super solid. You're not reaching for him, to be honest. Um, and like like Tony was saying as well, it's a good value pick at this point. Um, he's not your number one, but he can be potentially your number one, depending on health. So, yeah, I love this pick, man. I really do. Devin? Uh, so, Saquon Barkley. So, it's uh, he's one of those guys that I picked the past two years, and uh, one time I picked him first. He got uh, injured. Uh, he came back. I traded him uh, while he was injured. Then I picked him last year, and I don't know who that guy was. That wasn't the Saquon Barkley that BJ was jumping up and down for uh, inside of Hooters. Um, but I can't trust him. Um, the thing about running backs in contract years teams don't want to pay running backs money. So he can prove whatever he wants. He can try. But the type of money that he may want, I don't think they're going to allow him to reach his full potential, if that makes sense. So I think they're going to you know, keep the ball in Daniel Jones's hands and see what they have from him because quarterbacks Who? are uh, – don't, don't play the guy, man. Uh, Who? Hey, bro, is your quarterback? And if you, if you, unfortunately, thank you for reminding me. Yeah, so uh, I don't think they're gonna allow him to have the touches the way that you need him to have, especially later on in the year, and especially if they're not thriving and winning. So, to me, although the schedule is easy, I still think they may be the third best team in the NFC East. That's fair. So, That's fair. That's very, That's very fair. fair. Um, so I don't see where, unless his production is just 
blown you off the the charts the first couple games, which are very very easy games for you guys. That's that's where you can find a production value there. But I can't trust them. Like you know, once you get burned a few times by a player, and then that high up, and you see other you know value pieces, I would take them in the third round if you fail. But first two rounds, I personally can't do it. Just of my experience with him. And not to say he's a bad player, but you guys have fixed your offensive line over there um, in, in New York. And hopefully he does do better. Um, hopefully he doesn't have an injury-riddled season um, like he had in previous years. I can't take him. He's in the graveyard. He's, he's, I see his arm reaching out like he's from The Walking <laughs> Dead or something out of the dirt. Like he wants to come back to life, but I, he's, yeah, I'm just got my shovel and I'm throwing the dirt back on his ass. Um, nah, I can't do it, bro. I can't do it. Dev, move on, man. Move on, bro. I, I, I been, have. I have been an entire offseason. That's why you know he, what I'm saying. I, I have, and that's why he will, he will get skipped, and I would pick someone else. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right. So so we got Barkley there. Um, it goes back to me. Um, this is a tough one, man. This is where it gets a little muddy. So do we do we take the first quarterback off the board, especially in our PPR league and in our scoring system? Do we go for another tight end one? Um, most of the top wide receivers are off the board. And like we all stated, the top running backs are off the board, too. So um, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with the first QB off the board, guys. All right. And I'm going with my guy, Josh Allen, baby. Let's go. So, yeah, I'm going to be taking Josh Allen over here. I think it's a super solid pick. I'm just going based off of what our league history is and, and how we always draft the top quarterbacks early. Um, I think this is super solid to, to take Josh Allen. I personally feel that he's going to be the best quarterback this year. That's just me. Um, this guy's been super solid for me. I had him the past two seasons. Um, and he won me a championship last year, so he, he's definitely worth the pick for me here. Um, and like you said, the team just definitely has gotten better. Um, he's, he's super solid, man. He's improved every single year, and he backs up his talk. So he's going to give you the passing yards as well as the rushing yards as well, the touchdowns. So he's all around. So I think it's a great value pick over here. So I'm going to go with Josh Allen. I, I don't hate it. Uh, passing, passing yards, touchdowns, rushing, and both passing. Um, he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. He does take a lot of risks here and there. He doesn't fumble as much as, you know, someone in the state of New York, um, other quarterback there. <laughs> but, um, like, you, you, with with him, uh, Mahomes – you can't uh, even probably uh, Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson. You can't argue with them, and maybe in the first two rounds, if you're got certain players on your team, if you're matching, you know, him and Diggs together, or Lamar and uh, you know some other like uh, Andrews. If you know you're gonna be able to get him, like maybe on a wraparound, uh, if you have like a later pick. But I can't argue with it. He's he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. I love that pick. Actually, I was going to pick him next for my, my draft pick because I'm next. And, of course, VJ picked him before me, so that's, that's just how it works. Um, I think, you know, it's <laughs> this is probably the right spot to take a QB1. Um, Josh Allen is definitely probably most likely the QB1 this year. I mean, you can argue for Lamar. You can argue Pat Mahomes. Um, but it's... Herbert's in that conversation. Do, yeah. I mean, but Josh Allen is probably... Most most likely the number oh, one sure. option right now. Um, you know, only other guy I probably would have argued for before would have been if Devontae stayed in Green Bay, maybe Aaron Rodgers to three-peat MVP, uh, which would be unheard of. But, um, yeah, yeah, Josh Allen is the right pick. Uh, I don't think there's really much to say about that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and cool. go on the uh, – is it Dev now? Is it Dev? No, yeah, it's, it's actually – yeah, it is. Ahead, yeah, it's me. It's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so VJ know how he won our league last year. Um, he just happened and got he had the probably one of the worst drafts, but then he he struck gold when he picked up Cordero Patterson um, because he was split as a running back 
and a wide receiver when he didn't have any running backs. So at this point, like me, if I didn't have any running backs and I needed a player, uh, but also wanted a wide receiver, I'm going to take Debo. The guy just got paid. He got an incentive in his contract. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I rushing. like it. I like it. So that means they're going to be running those plays right. for him. So I, I would take Debo based on how he ended his season last year. Uh, take Debo there, and I think I can strike you know gold there with him as far as like running, running touchdowns. Uh, the little, especially with Lance being the quarterback, a little bit more high octane, a quarterback can move a little bit more. So I expect to see big things with uh, Kyle Shanahan drawing up some plays for him. So I'll take Debo there. I love the Debo pick. Uh, my only problem with Debo pick right now is that he's been crying about how he doesn't want to run the ball that much, and he you know, doesn't want to be treated like a running back, even though Shanahan loves doing that. Um, and all the reports from, from, from training camp is that Debo and Shanahan have talked about it, and they're going to try, to try to appease Debo by not running him as in as many um you know running back sets and running back plays, um and and I I told I totally get the reason why he he doesn't want to be that because I mean look at all the running backs they you know they have very short careers and he's like I don't want to end up being that, so I get it. But um if that's the case and Mike Shannon says you know what we have fifteen running backs, let's let's go ahead and kind of ease. Ease, eases Debo's, uh, you know, workload in in uh, the backfield. Then that that kind of takes takes a big hit then for you know for Debo's fantasy value because the you know like a like Debo saying his yeah. his value is to be or Car- a, a Cordell Patterson type player where he's a running back, he's a receiver, he's a trick play guy, you know, he runs sweeps. Um, you know, that's Swiss that's kind of what his value is, and if he's not doing that as much then his value isn't that great to to me. Because last year when I thought of him as just a running, uh, I'm sorry, just as a receiver, I didn't have him in my top 24 or top, you know, he was maybe end of third, end of fourth, like even like kind of receiver for me. He was like a wide receiver three for me. So I have a hard time putting him as a wide receiver one at this point now when he's telling saying, I don't really want to do all that stuff that made me successful and made me an invaluable asset, which is kind of stupid to me, but... Um, yeah, so for me, wouldn't necessarily be a guy that I would pick there, but it's definitely a good pick, though. I mean, he's he's a great player. As long as he, he keeps up what he did last year, he should be, you know, very, very good value there. Yeah, um, I, I, I like it. But, um, yeah, there are some question marks there. The guy finally got his contract, so he, he got paid. So that's, that's off his mind and the team's mind so they could focus on the season ahead. Um, I, I like the pick, but we got to see what the news comes out and how, how he's used, utilized in the first game, and then we could gauge it from there. Um, I probably would have taken him a little later, probably early third, if that. Um, I do see a couple of other wide receivers I would have taken definitely before him. But, I mean, if they do continue to utilize him as the as a Swiss Army knife like they did last season, the value is definitely there. Um, that He's probably one of the most valuable players in fantasy, if that does happen, so... Um. Yeah, we're going to go over to Tony Round with two, the next pick. pick. Eight. And for pick eight, I'm going to go and step away from the running backs, even though there's still a few that I would probably pick at this particular place. Mm. I'm going to go with someone who I think is going to get a huge uptick in value this year. Great productivity. Probably, in my opinion, going to be one of the top two maybe three players at his his position. I am going with Mr. Darren Waller. I love the fact that he has given himself a running mate for pass catching options in Devontae Adams. People would probably argue that Devontae is going to take away from Darren Waller. I'm going to argue that Devontae Adams is going to free up Darren Waller to really, you know, show his true potential. You know, Darren Waller was the only focal point really um, on the offense. Now people are going to be game planning for Devontae Adams. It's going to open him up for a lot of looks. And Derek Carr loves him some Darren Waller. So he's not going to stop throwing the ball to Darren Waller. Um, and now that Darren Waller isn't going to be getting, you know, all of the all of the primary looks in the secondary, I think it's going to open up for some really, really nice options. So love me some Darren Waller. 
Um, at pick eight in the second round, I think he's a great value, and he's probably going to be the, one of the top two, maybe three tight ends for the season. Yeah, um, uh, it's not a bad pick at all. I, he could definitely see him as the top three, but me personally, I would definitely take Mark Andrews before Darren Waller. Got a man That's just me. Um, product. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not even a man crush. I'm talking about man productivity, crush. man. He's been solid every single year. Um, I, I just, I personally feel that uh, Andrews would be better than Waller to me. But I definitely understand your argument there. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you that Devontae Adams is definitely going to get him a lot more looks and a lot more open looks, man especially crush. in the end zone. I'm just I'm keeping it honest, bro. Hard. Don't don't hate. Andrews Andrews has been solid every single year in fantasy, especially last year. He blew the hell up, man. So um, that's just my opinion. But yeah, it's it's not a bad pick. What do you think, Def? Um, I love the pick because now with Devontae Adams, who are you gonna guard? Like who are you gonna double team? Like you have Waller coming, you got Rempo underneath. Like who are you gonna guard? So it's like I see where Tony's going. Like you got both of them going, you know, posting in in, in the red zone. That's some height, man. Like pick your poison. I understand where Tony's coming from with that one. So definitely, I understand your man crush, and I get it. You know that's Lamar's number one target, and Waller would have to split a lot of touches with Devonta Adams and. Uh, Renfro will probably get a lot of receptions. But this guy's going to get a lot of deep balls, a lot of uh, end zone looks. In the in the I end zone, it. keep in mind, obviously their car is going to be force-feeding Devontae Adams the ball, right? I mean, that's his boy. That's his college no teammate. No question. You know, he was probably begging him to, cut, to, to, to get pushed into uh, the Raiders and everything. But Dare Waller is six foot six, 270 pounds. He's a big boy. He's a big target. You throw it up there, and he's not Tank. getting double teamed or the primary defender's looks. He's going to catch a lot of high 50-50 balls. And there's not a lot of cornerbacks out there that are going to be able to get up there with a six-foot-six six tight end. Linebackers. He, whoever he's you, a big-ass boy. And people got to worry about Devontae Adams. That guy's going to be a monster in the red zone. So... Anywho, let me go ahead and stop giving you guys all these gems. DJ, go ahead. <laughs> all right, so all right, so it's gonna go to me, round two, ninth pick. Um, so this guy right here, um, I, I don't think has been getting a lot of respect over the past few seasons, just because there's a lot, there's been a lot of new wide receivers coming into the league that are getting the attention. But this guy's been one of the most solid wide receivers since he stepped foot into the league. Over a thousand yards every single year, um, touchdowns as well. Um, the team's number one target. I'm going with Mike Evans over here. Um, Mike Evans is definitely not in the conversation as a top three wide receiver, but he definitely can put up those top three wide receiver numbers, especially in fantasy. Um, he's definitely um, Tom Brady's go to go to guy um, in Tampa Bay. Um, they got Julio there now. I I. I you might think that it's going to take away from him, but I think it's actually going to make it better for him. Um, Evans has been solid no matter who's on the other side of him. Um, whoever whoever the other wide receivers are on the team, he definitely does what he needs to do every single season, um, especially in the second round, ninth pick. I think this is a steal over here. Yeah, I, I love that pick only because of the fact that Godwin's out and all the other secondary and third options Um are kind of a toss-up, right? Like, obviously, Julio Jones is on there, but let's let's not go crazy. Julio Jones is not the same Julio Jones that we knew from 2019, 2018. You know, it's a different Julio Jones now. He's a good option. He's going to get looks. But they they have too many options now in the um, in the Bucks wide receiver room that are secondary options. Mike Evans is the uncontested number one option, at least until Chris Goblin comes back. When, when Chris Godwin gets back, Facts. who which who knows when that's actually going to be, he could end up you know becoming a target hog again. But for the time being, Mike Evans is by far the number one um, wide receiver there. So not not a bad pick. He's going to be a, a for sure wide receiver one at least in the first two three months, um, maybe probably even the rest of the year. I mean he's 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 actually I think one of the only wide receivers 
the last five or six seasons that's caught a thousand yards every single year. So, yep, I like it. What do you think, Def? You know, I rock with Mike Evans. He he's not on my big board this year. So I think this this is the year where you know they they picked up a lot of different uh, receipt. Well, not a lot of different receipt. They, they got Godwin coming back. Uh, him. Julio they picked up. Russell Gage is there. Gronk is gone. So it's like, what what are you what are you doing there? And then to me, there's probably five other wide receivers, me looking at the list here, that I would take before him. So Wow, five. Five, yeah. I'm is, is my pick next, right? Mm, yes. Uh yeah, it actually is your pick. Yeah, it's my pick next. So I just go ahead and I just tell my pick. I pick CD mm. Lamb. Uh, CD Lamb with no Michael mm. Gallup. Uh, they already have him Pollard coming out as a slot receiver because uh, Michael Gallup is going to be out. Uh, so he he's going to be force fed. Uh, it's it's. I I don't see where Mike Evans is going to keep up that production this year with having to spread the ball around, especially with someone like Julio who had to take that type of deal, and you trying to make him. Curve his ego because he's not making the money and still think he hits that productive off the past three or four years that he's had. People still see him there. And I think he's probably still see himself there. So it's not going to be an A-B situation. But I, I just think it's too many hands that need to touch the ball in Tampa. So I, I wouldn't depict him there. So I, I choose CD just because of how Dallas is going to run their offense, and he's the number one receiver now. And even he got props from Cooper. Cooper already said, like, yeah, he can take up the task of being the number one receiver. And the guy's explosive, and he's nice, and he's fast. So I put CD there, and that's why I would choose that pick next. And I would have chose that over Mike Evans at that spot as well. I like it. It's a wonderful pick. PG, you got anything else to add? Uh, he's a cowboy. <laughs> Who cares? It is. It is what it is. Uh, you know all what I I'm mean? saying is, you, you guys have no, <laughs> you guys have no wide receivers that will be taken in the first ten rounds. <laughs> I don't even think there's gonna be a, a Giants I'm wide receiver say, drafted. Uh, to be I'm honest, I'm gonna say that the Cowboys are easily, even without you know Amari Cooper this year. I mean, they're they're easily the favorites for the NFC East, right? I mean, that's not really something that we're gonna contest or debate. Um, so because of that and because of the firepower they still have, because as long as Dak is healthy, it's, it's, it's no question. CD lamb's going to get all the looks that Dev was talking about. He's going to get all the productivity. He's going to get all the, all the work he's going to even want ever, ever going to want. He's going to get this year. So, yeah, you saw that happening last season. You saw that transition transition happening. So I picked 10. I mean, it's, it's a solid pickup. You know, I, I don't, I think you really complain about that. He's, he's got, Wide receiver one written all over him for this year, just based off of volume alone. Um, so I'll pick up a ten. Is it is it is it my go? It's uh yeah, it's your turn, Tony. Uh, second pick round, 11. pick eleven. So I'm kind of back and forth with two potential picks right now, um, but I'm gonna go a little different than what I normally would go right now. Uh, I'm looking at the draft board right now and seeing the options that are available. I'm going off of what we know today. Today is August 1st, 2022. There's still like, what, four or five weeks left before the season starts, right? So a lot could happen in the next five weeks. But today, Lamar Jackson does not have a new contract. So as long as Lamar Jackson does not have a new contract, he is going to ball the fuck out, which is why I pick Lamar Jackson Mm. at pick number 11 in the round two because... He does not have a contract. Like I'm going to assume he doesn't get a contract, even though really I think he will, because the, the Ravens aren't going to lose him for nothing. Um, you, and he kind of has them by the balls right now. You know, Kyler just got his contract, all that guaranteed money. He's better than Kyler, in my opinion. And I I, I don't think the Ravens really have a position. They don't have a position right now where they can just say, we're going to go ahead and just roll the dice and not sign you, because who are they going to get that's going to be better than Lamar? Um, even if they they don't think 
you know, he's he's the best option that they're ever going to have. And even if they don't think he's the best quarterback in the, in the league, they're going to have to unfortunately pay him like one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the league. So, um, no now, question. If, if they don't, though, this is a magic pick right here. R- round two, pick 11, because he's going to f- fucking destroy oh, yeah. everybody. He's going to be padding all his stats up, running for 150 yards, 200 yards every game, throwing for 300, mm-hmm. you know, to everyone but Mark Andrews. Um, he's gonna he's 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 gonna be killing it. <laughs> so I I see this as as a potential value pick. You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> um, I, I like the pick, man. Um, Lamar Jackson, like you said, he's he's uh he's looking to get paid, so he does have a lot to prove this year. He did regress a little bit last season, um, but I definitely see him making a comeback this year as far as uh, quarterback play and fantasy goes. So it's a super solid pick, late second. Um, yeah, I got, I got no, I got no queries about it. What about you, Def? Definitely not. Um, I normally don't tend to take quarterbacks that early, just based on uh, how you know the point system is set up in the league that we do together. But that's a phenomenal pick. The same way that you know Josh Allen um, would be a great pick for the same reasons, as far as like the productivity that they bring and him in a contract year especially when he doesn't want to be franchise tag next year uh, he's going to ball out and force their hand not saying that the players around him you know are going to heighten their level of excellence but I expect a on par MVP season for the guy honestly Ooh, okay. All right. So it goes back to me for the last pick of the round, round two, 12th pick. Um, so here's I'm going based off of what the first pick was, right? So this would be the first team or the first pick's team to pick their second pick. Um, so it would be going into the last pick of the second round, and then they would get the first pick in the third round. So it's a little logic and, and strategy behind that. I'm going to go with Mark Andrews here, all right? The reason being is this team would already have JT in place as their RB1. They would have Mark Andrews as a solid tight end one, and this is coming uh, as their last pick of the second round. And then um, just to round it off, um, because I don't know if we're going to be doing a third round, but my follow-up pick would be Patrick Mahomes for the first pick of the third round. So you're literally solidifying the core of your entire team um, with these next two picks. No one... So. That, that would no be one my asked pick. you so, for your fucking third round pick, bro. <laughs> right, it's right. just strategy, pick, this guy. Bro. No, but he, you see what he's trying to do, right? He's trying to, you know, say that Mark Andrews is going to solidify that pick there because he's like the tight end whisperer, or whatever you think he called himself. But that's not going to heighten it just because you pick Patrick Mahomes on a make believe third round for yourself. Like, don't try trash, to do that, bro. Trash. All right. So it would just be it would be Mark Andrews. <laughs> okay. I I picked him for you. I I, I think it's a pretty solid uh, second round. Um you know, I, I think that there's definitely a few picks that could be perceived as as value, well, as reaches, reaches but some some also could be, be be looked at as value too, you know. There there's some there's some value picks. Um do we want to give another sleeper pick for the week? Or what do you just want to do this week? Sure. Oh, I, I would like to say uh, due to the retirement of Chris Carson, my last week sweeper of uh, Ken Walker III was pretty, 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 pretty <laughs> up there. It's a pretty, pretty solid sleeper last week. Last week. Pretty, pretty solid, solid sleeper. You know, for you guys but but you know what, though? Realistically, though, no, no longer a sleeper. Really, you know, like really. I mean, you know, Rashad Penny is the guy now, and you know, um, Kenny, Kenny might not be a sleeper anymore. He might be, uh, you know, he's he's been bumped up to to a handcuff territory now. But saw a sleeper last week or two weeks ago, whatever you it was. Yeah, but for sure, I, I saw the future. You did see the future for sure, for sure. You do we do we want to do sleepers again this week, or do you want to do something else? Whatever you guys want. Uh, I want to do 
who's gonna fall flat on their face Ooh. this year? Like who's who's someone that's gonna you think that it's gonna be high tier, but most people think it's gonna be high tier, but you think they're gonna fall. I mean, there's so many on my do not draft list. Um who should I pick for do my draft pick? Do you do you have someone in mind, Dev? Oh, oh well, do do tell, sir. Do tell. Saquon Barkley, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. How would that be a regression? Yeah, I, pick, I, I think he's. Uh, what well, he, he he's projected high. He's still projected high. He's still projected within the first round in a lot of big draft boards. He's not in mine. So I think you know a lot of players um, that you know picking people. Uh, may still pick him in the first round. It may tug at him because they, they know what they expect. But I just think that, you know, he, he's not going to be what people expect. I could be wrong. Sometimes I am. Most times I'm not. But I think he's not going to be what people expect because there's a lot of hype of him being better, that he's not going to be better. I think he's going to be middle of the pack at best. I I would probably agree with you, even though I picked him in my uh, on my fantasy draft. Um, pretty high in round two. You know, like I said before, he's one of those guys where it's like you really don't know what's going to happen. You know, he could very well do what he does every year, which is just completely shit the bed, fall apart, knees, ankles, Achilles, his foot, you know, all all, all kinds of shit can happen with, with Saquon Barkley. So you really don't know what you're going to get. Um, my point, actually, when I picked him up was you pick him up, let him try to get a few good weeks in before you trade him to one of these sucker giants fans that think that he's going to be all, 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 all good for the year. And then you, you know, you go ahead and turn him into a, you know, fringe wide receiver one, wide receiver two, you know, someone's going to give you some pretty good production or, you know, maybe even a tight end. Usually VJ carries two or three. So maybe you can, you know, trade with someone like VJ who, who, who hoards tight ends. Um, but yeah, no, I I I I I totally see that. Uh, you know, Saquon Barkley is a risky, risky proposition. You really don't know what you're gonna get, and he could very, very well severely underperform his average ADP. Of, I think it's like 11 or 12 right now. Um, that's that's an ugly ADP, ugly for sure. VJ, any any comments about Saquon Barkley? Nah, honestly, if we're talking about regression, I understand where your points are coming from, but. I honestly see him having a much better season than he's had in the last three. So uh, I don't know about that argument there. But I personally feel there's another running back that could possibly regress this year before Saquon Barkley, and that's Leonard Fournette. Oh, yeah, for sure. You, you know what I'm saying? You know that that about, would be my regression pick this year. You know what it is about playoff Lenny for me, though, is that you know he's he's the only one now, right? Like he's He's the only one. Like There's no longer a competition between him and Rojo now. You know, last year coming off the Super Bowl, there were still people that were talking about how great Rojo is and how, uh, how how effective of a runner he is. So people were still arguing like maybe Lenny was just a playoff Lenny type of thing. Maybe during the season it's still going to be a combination of Rojo and Lenny. And then last year happened, and they were like, "Well, there's no more Rojo; it's just Lenny now." So mm-hmm. even though he's come to camp a little overweight, you know, he's a little heavier than before. Yeah. You know, he's he's a big guy. He's got a big frame. He's what, six four, you know, six three, whatever mm-hmm. it was, like two two sixty, two seventy. He's he's a rolling ball, you know, he's gonna just truck guys. He still can, you know, have some breakaway speed when he needs to, you know, turn on the jets. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, you know, I'm 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 pretty confident firing up Lenny as like a low end running back two with high end, you know, yes. running back yes. two um, you know, ceiling. And I think that's that's that. Great That's pretty value. much where he's sitting at right now. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he, on on this thing, he's sitting at number sixteen overall. Yeah. So that's that's I feel like it's pretty pretty accurate. Yeah. For, they they drafted for a running back. They drafted a running back. Um, they still have Keyshawn Vaughn, and then they still got Gio as well. You know what I'm saying? Oh, um, Gio for sure, for sure. <laughs> the monster Gio Bernard. Uh, but yeah, the legend. legend. I'm just going strictly based um, off of last year's prediction versus the upcoming season, but. Yeah, I'm gonna, be uh, yeah, no, 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 you know, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I, I'm gonna give you guys mine to, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to help, help us end our segment. Um, 
I'm going to go with for guys who are going to fall flat based off of their ADP. I am going to go with um, Cam Akers. Right now, Cam Akers is mm. being drafted as a top 24 pick. What that means to me is that people are expecting him to be a running back two. I do not see him as a running back two. He started last year on the IR. He was expected to be a very, very good, powerful force. He came back at the end of the season, got a lot of opportunities at the end of the season, but did not do much with the opportunities. He averaged per carry less than four yards, and he got a lot of work. Uh, overall, between him, Sonia Michelle, and Daryl Henderson, he was the least effective per carry between all three of them. Obviously, his sample size is much smaller, but he was not the same kind of player. Now, he could very, very well completely rehab, completely gotten you know healthy, worked on his speed, worked on his burst, and worked on his power in the offseason. And he might just be and end up being the guy that you know we all think he might be. Or he may be the guy who we just talked about, like a Saquon Barkley, where he just can't stay healthy. He can't stay on the field. He's not that fast. He's, you know, he's got some agility and he's got some 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 moves, but just not the kind of guy that we expect him to be. And then he's always got Daryl Henderson in the room, chomping at his uh, heels, getting ready to get, you know, to make the most of his opportunities. I would say Cam Akers at a top 24 pick is a huge reach, and I can't wait for someone else to pick him up in the uh, second <laughs> round so that I can go ahead and pick Daryl Henderson in the ninth round. That's, a little, that's another little little uh, nugget for you guys. You know, I'm sure you guys are taking notes. <laughs> Darrell Henderson in the ninth round. Let's see if he falls that late. He's going to um, be my running back four or five. Yeah, we know you love your running backs. Um, Dev, you got anything on that? I can see it because even before he was injured, they were just going more like with a two-headed monster. It just more so been... Like, he fell back in place at the end of the year, and everything started to work out. But I, I can see that, definitely. And I think it's going to be a little bit of a regression on the offensive end because they are filling in the pieces again with Cup still being there and losing Robert Woods. No one knows what's going on with Odell Beckham Jr. And this core of their offensive uh, weapons – haven't haven't been together. They know they got Allen Robinson, and I just think that it's going to be a lot of passing, and they're still going to heavily rely on the defense there. So I, I I don't see him having the greatest year because even when he got in, he was a slow start, and a lot of times when you slow start to start the year, they move away from you a little bit more. So I, I can see yeah, what Tony's saying. That's fair. That pretty much wraps up everything mm -hmm. there. I think there's a lot of different draft strategies as far as like what we personally do and as far as like what we value. So that's why I think you see a lot of different big boards out there. Uh, BJ is very tight end heavy. Tony's very running back heavy. I'm very wide receiver heavy. So you get a lot of different opportunities to see where you value players at. And I think, I think it's good for the draft strategies for players um, in, the, in the fantasy world to see how they can host that trophy in their leagues. Uh, but uh, take my advice. Um, <laughs> I'm the greatest. With no championships. BJ doesn't draft With well. With no championships. Yeah, BJ doesn't draft well. I think Tony's one of the greatest drafters I know. Uh, BJ is a, 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 a waverable wire warrior. <laughs> VJ is uh, very good at bullying people in the back end, you know, um, telling them that if if they trade with him, He's gonna make sure that he gets uh, gets their time off approved from their management. <laughs> what? Um, you actually traded with sure me that, last season, Mister Tony. So, yeah, and you're welcome. And I appreciate that. that and I appreciate yeah, it. You Thank you, sir. Yeah, I, I pretty much <laughs> saved your season. You, 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 you are welcome, sir. He was he was solid for like two weeks. Let's let's not get carried away. <laughs> Bro, you are still starting him like week fourteen. Like, what are you talking about? Um, All right, so we digress. But, anyways, um, yes. That closes out our, our round two mock and then our little uh, segment on uh, regression um, candidates for the year. But yeah, man, we're going to be having more podcasts on the NFL. 
and what we got going into fantasy football. Um, but yeah, this will wrap it up. Uh, this is VJ. This is Dev. This is Tony. And, and we got Tony. And that's real talk. That's real talk. Real talk. Peace Ooh, out. Peace. Peace.